These will be targeted and they will be time limited. The immediate goal of these measures will be to blunt the latest wave so we can ease the pressure on our hospitals and allow more time to deliver these all-important booster shots, which continue at a tremendous pace. It's Ontario Premier Doug Ford yesterday as he announced that that province is going back into, I think they call it step two, but basically it's a lockdown. You know, you're talking gyms, movie theaters, restaurants, the list goes on, schools, um, right back to where we were probably almost a year ago now. So uh, how's that going over in Ontario? Let's find out. We're going to chat now with Greg Brady. Greg is host of Toronto Today on AM640. Uh, Greg, thanks so much for your time this morning. Appreciate you joining us. Oh, pleasure to be on uh, with you, Shay. Anytime you've done it for me, I'll do it for you. Absolutely. Uh, that's, uh, that's teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, how did this go over? I mean, the announcement from the Premier yesterday, was it expected that it would be this far-reaching and sort of back to where we were in the spring of last year? Well, you know, that's a great question, and it depends when you forecast it, because if you told me this in the middle of December, we, we kids got out of school here December 17th for a, a standard, uh, you know, two-week holiday, yeah. the three weekends, the 10 days. And so they were meant to be headed back after the stat day yesterday, today. And if you'd asked me December 17th, I think the the winds were, you know, and, and here's what I'd say. Doug Ford does an awful lot via polling and look politicians are political animals at the best of times and yes even at the worst of times and there's a election here in uh, in ontario at the end of june so if you'd asked me on the 17th i felt that the changes had shifted to allowing more individual you know care of of our own household because we handled delta i know the yep. problems that were there in alberta and you came on my show and talked about it in the summer we were a more vaccinated province. We didn't open up quite as swiftly, and thus Premier Ford didn't get quite the same criticism as Premier Kenny. Now, what he did get in the fall was a lot of the a lot of the doctors that that uh, are on the Ontario Science Table would do their media appearances, and I, I started to get a little suspicious. I'm like, it's the same kind of drumbeats over and over again. We're all in trouble. This is going to get us. Here's Delta. And I thought about it, and I'm like, we're very vaccinated, and we know how to risk mitigate. Right. So there was tons of panic when, you know, the Blue Jays came back, or we're hosting, you know, Canada soccer matches with Alfonso Davies that you eventually had out in Edmonton. And it went well. Like, fall went well. School went well. And then there's Omicron. And I thought, I think on the 17th of December, I would have said schools would be open, but we would have reframed uh, what a case is, which we've been doing anyway. I'm sure your show has done the same thing, and it's so just passe to lead with cases. We've yeah, got who cares to at this about, point, right? I mean, we know the case. We're all vaccinated. It's not the same thing as it was before we had vaccines. 100%. And, and, and for schools at the elementary level, the one distinction that I would make constantly on the air is, I get it. If you're a parent of a 5 to 11-year-old sure. and you choose to get your – you want that choice to get your kid vaccinated – before we're all sort of not quite let it rip, but yeah. but before we're a lot more managing individual risk with an endemic virus that clearly cannot be, you know, stamped out or just or destroyed. And I would say that for the two weeks that schools were closed, cases rose exponentially. We all cut down our gatherings. We all made Christmas different, New Year's different than we might have forecast two months ago. We all did that. Sure. And we still knew cases would rise. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit, I'm a bit surprised by what Doug Ford did, because as a conservative-leaning government, conservatives don't like lockdowns. They don't have to be right or moral about it, but they don't like them. And it's, it's the opposite of what we see in the states, where 
if you close down too hard and you're a Democratic governor, it's the Republicans that are yelling for schools to open. But we have nobody yelling to open schools now because the liberals and NDP don't really know how to criticize this because they'll say, well, we want safe schools, but they're not saying we want open schools. Well, this is the thing. I mean, and like you say, schools, we were told right from the get-go here, well, shortly after this all started, schools are the last thing to close and the first thing to open. And it seems to be that sort of working. And then... Um, I mean, in Alberta, we're talking about pushing the schools back for a week, at least. We, we don't really know. We're expecting more information today. But they were supposed to open this week. Now we're saying, okay, we'll do it next week. But in Ontario, they paused schools for what, at least two weeks or is it three? It's two, back okay. on uh, Monday the 17th. And I, I think most observers would be surprised if they open on the 17th. I mean, the framework, I can, like anecdotally, my kid's high school closed with three positive asymptomatic, fully vaccinated cases, and they close the school of 2,000 people. Now, 2,000 kids. Now, clearly with Omicron, we have to read Omicron's everywhere. Yes, not, it is. You're not going to be able to have a school without it. But are you going to let individual parents, especially at high school, where you've, you've had the option for months to have your kid partially or fully vaccinated, are you going to reframe this at any point in time before, say, the end of June, to where you say, we're going to let parents decide whether to send their kids or not. And we're going to let teachers even decide if they want. I think 80% of teachers want to be in the classroom. They just don't make as much noise as the 20 that don't. So, Greg, the question is, and I think you're right, a lot of people saying, okay, we need to sit down. We need to have a grown-up conversation about where we are. Because if we're going to be doing the same things we did two years ago, we failed as a species. We're in a different position. We're vaccinated. It should not be the same response and the same reaction. Um, what was the reaction, though, when Doug Ford did, essentially, step two, going back to we're shutting down restaurants, we're shutting down gyms, we're shutting down, you know, even churches have to be reduced. Was the reaction the same, or are people really angry this time? No, it's 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 despair almost more than anger. Yeah. I, I felt the anger in the spring, Shay, when you, you might remember, and I'm sure a lot of people in Alberta joked about it, how we had golf courses closed for five. We were the only place in North America where you could, like my dad's 77 years old. All he wanted to do after being locked down all summer was go out with my mom and, uh, and for them to go play nine holes. And, and, they didn't, and the weather finally got nice. We finally felt a little bit of free. As you saw, the Leafs got bounced out in the first round of the playoffs. So we thought, let's continue a lot of springtime traditions out here. <laughs> and the, the players couldn't even go golfing in April, Shea. It's just wrong. And, and so there was more despair then. But you, guess what? You could, you could go outside. You could, kids were practicing sports even before they were allowed to play games. And so even though school went virtual in April here all the way through June, we all know what it's meant to get outside and get that walk in or to go to the gym or do it's minus 15 today. And, yeah, and yeah. like, to, this is the worst time of year right after the holidays to tell people stay indoors. You can't, you can't go out. You can't socialize. You can't do this because again, the despair Shay of doing all the right things so long, so often. And I'll tell you this, I don't know what the motivation right now is for a non-vaccinated person. Like, like when we started to get vaccinated in the summer, Sometimes an un- unvaccinated person would call my show or, or say, what can you do that I can't? Yeah. And I, I, got, I got nothing. I didn't have anything because we hadn't introduced passports and we didn't say, well, you need it to get to a gym or a restaurant or a ball game or whatever. We didn't have any of that. So they were right then. What's their motivation now to get vaccinated? What's their motivation to get their kid vaccinated? They think, well, he's going to be homeschooled for seven weeks. There isn't any, and that's a problem. No, exactly. Yeah, and they're taking victory laps now. Told you, I told you, right? And you know what? Yeah. They did in a way, right? Um, hey, the, the, Doug Ford, he's thrown about a bunch of numbers, talking about hundreds of thousands of cases per day, he's been told. and one. Per, I haven't seen these numbers. Where's he getting these numbers? Do you know? 
No, the, the biggest controversial one, I'm glad you brought that up, was one that one percent of Omicron cases end up hospitalized. The, 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 the government put out um, numbers today that suggested 0.3. So, you know, it, if you, I guess if you, if you round up to the nearest percentage, <laughs> that's not zero. But that made people worried, thinking 100 Omicron cases and one ends up hospitalized. And what I'm, what I'm here, look, we've got a nursing shortage. There's no doubt about that. We've got ICUs that aren't full, but we're, we're struggling the same way I'm sure Albertans yeah. are with, uh, with staffing sure. issues. We're going to have staffing issues in school classrooms, in hospitals. This is going to be a really problematic six weeks, whether or not the ICU beds actually fill to capacity or not. And, and I, I'm willing to listen both ways on that. We've, sometimes we've thought we've been right. Well, they won't fill up. They do. Sometimes at the experts, so-called experts, say they'll fill up, and they don't. Same, that's exactly what happened with Delta here between August and October. Um, we handled it remarkably well. With, you know, they opened schools, and, school, and cases went down in the province for, for almost three months consecutively till Omicron. So, you know, you ask that, and I'm like, it, it's, yeah, some of the data is really really fuzzy but again it's it's not we don't have we don't have a real political you know um how would i put confrontation on this here because the ndp and the liberals are sort of well it's unfortunate that schools had to close but we've got nobody advocating for them to be open we've got nobody advocating Hmm. for it's unbelievable a four-year-old an unvaccinated four-year-old can go to daycare today yeah a five-year-old vaccinated kindergartner can't go tomorrow because to, to school because it's it's just too dangerous. Just yeah, too I, dangerous. Think, I think that's the thing, Greg. Is it stopped making sense? A lot of the things that are happening, like you say, that that makes no sense. There, there's no way to explain that to anybody. And and once it doesn't make sense, and it doesn't make sense in so many areas. I mean, if you're watching hockey this weekend, you flip over to the Oilers and the Senators, mm-hmm. or the Leafs and the Senators, and there's nobody in the building, not a soul. And then you flip over to an American game, and they're packed. It's just how, how does any of this make sense? People are getting really frustrated and really confused so we'll just watch and see where it goes i guess hey yeah that's that's how it's gonna go even even for sports you can imagine you know how the whole country got swept up in the in the toronto raptors kyle lowry's coming back here on february 2nd what to to play his first game as a as a miami heat player in an empty built like do you put the video tribute on anyway? Shane? <laughs> like, there's nobody there except his former teammates. There's no fans in the building. I know, so strange. All right, Greg, we'll check in and uh, and we'll see how things go. But I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, stay well out there, Shay. Happy to be on. Thanks again. You bet. That's Greg Brady, who is host of Toronto Today on AM six forty.